Thank you very much for inviting me um, and uh, to answer the question. The uh, Black Lives Matter uh, rally on Saturday was really uh, good according to the way I saw it because I, I wasn't really expecting to see the way it was and the way it went. We had some uh, Aboriginal leaders and we had some uh, leaders from other community and other people from the African community and uh, I was very impressed to see the number of uh, uh, white people because I was expecting there would be only like black people but uh, surprisingly there were a large number of white people supporting um, uh, supporting the cause. And why do you think that um, a rally like this was sort of necessary in WA and in Australia generally, aside from just the uh, the, the need to, to show support for the Black Lives Matter movement in uh, in the US? I think this is important because uh, most of the time things get shifted from one place to another and uh, you would see people tend to copy things. Uh, in terms of racism, as we all know, it's, it's everywhere, but... Uh, in Australia, the rate of racism is uh, low compared to uh, other places. I don't have any reference or any uh, statistical data to give you as proof, but uh, from the way we live in the community and from the way we interact with uh, um, the government officials and our neighbours, uh, there is a level there is a level of uh, racism, but it's not as in the US. So this uh, rally uh, it, it was good and it's good to tell people that we shouldn't uh, do the way uh, people are doing in America or the way police officers or officials, because it's it works both ways. It's not only uh, officials or police officers, uh, people as well. So if people uh, get the right attitude, I believe the officers also, they will, they will also uh, get the right attitude. But there is a potential uh, risk of maybe coming here to Australia if we don't uh, look carefully into this. So we, we thought uh, it's better to let people know uh, and to excel other people up so that we don't want this to happen in Australia. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, the whole idea was about that and letting people know that racism is not tolerated. Mm-hmm. And do you think that um, the issue of racism is talked about as much as it needs to be in Australia? Do you think it's sort of out in the open as much? Not really. Uh, it's not talked the way it should be. And this is one of the things that I think people need to get educated and know about this because we can't only leave uh, only black people on their own or white people on their own. We need to work together. Because today, if you have, let's say, for example, you might have water, but you don't have light or you, ne- you don't have energy. So if I have energy and you have water, Together, water and energy, we can produce something which will be beneficial for the community and the whole world. It's, it strikes me that one aspect of what happened on Saturday, and I was there myself, is, is this idea of communities coming together, and in some cases communities that don't really have a, a public profile or a public voice. Um, so that's, it struck me as a very important aspect of it. Uh, obviously combating racism but also just that opportunity uh, for different people to come together in, in public and have, have that kind of voice. Yes, and that was really, really good. I was very uh, impressed and I, I really uh, enjoyed the fact that uh, there wasn't only Aboriginal people or, or, or only African or only blacks, but there, were, there was also, also the, uh, white people and uh, some of the white people, they were really very shocked and they, they were 
they were saying that we are not uh, we are against about what's going on we need to work together and live together so i think the uh, the government maybe need to emphasize and um putting these things in the media that we should uh stop racism we should i know they are doing that maybe they need to do more and more and also as as community leader we need to tell our people and our neighbor that we should work together and avoid uh racism uh issue or racism problems in the future yep and um do you find that there's been much of a problem with um with uh, people within the Congolese Australian community experiencing racism as well is that uh, something that's in come particular up? the there is few but i wouldn't really uh target much or talk much about only Congolese but in general as the african community we've um some of our members have suffered uh, discrimination or racism and myself I've been uh, discriminated uh in the past that someone told me go back to you black can't go back to your country I'm, I apologize for the language but that's the person the way he said and uh, I was really very shocked but after going through some workshops and seminar I came to understand that uh people are just like that there are people that they will be always like that just just like the way you come where you come from other people they don't want to see white people so but you can't take the whole um as the whole community that they they are racist they, they are also racist people and somewhere people are, are not really happy about uh those people who are uh uh showing the attitude of racist yeah but the the there are few congolese that uh faced racism in the past and even now they are facing but it's a uh, in in individual case to case i won't generalize as the whole com- communities but there are few people out there mm. just following on from caroline's question in terms of some of the specific uh issues uh, facing the Congolese community. I've spoken to Cleophis Kutumba before on the show uh, from the Congolese community and, and uh, you know, he, it sort of troubled me in a way that he expressed delight that he had an opportunity to talk about the conflict in Congo and it, it's very, it's not very well known here and it really troubles me how little known it is, you know, the, obviously the horrible war conflict that's happening in Congo. So, uh, I mean, is that something that the Congolese community, I mean, obviously, you know would like ordinary Australians to know more about what's happening in your in your home country for that to be to be a high, higher profile absolutely we are we really want this to be known as a, uh i don't know if you are aware but uh we have a great number of australian mining company in the congo and i i, I have some uh a reference i can give it to you you can look it up uh i, I wouldn't want to say the names of the mining company but uh they are few mining companies, Australian, Canadian, uh, Americans that they are involved in the Congo and more in the area or the region where in the Eastern Congo where they are, they are killing people and uh, they are raping women every day, every second they are raping women and all this for the minerals and the multinational companies are supporting this. Uh, in, they might be supporting indirectly but the bottom line is they're supporting this and we really want the australian people to know and the taxpayers to know that this is what is really happening to the congo just like uh, uh in any other part of the world like in syria people know more about it but when it comes to congo they don't talk more about it. and actually adding more 
the, the Congo, there are more UN troops that has never existed in, in any other part of the world. And the UN troops being there, they should be protecting people or they should at least try and uh, stop what is happening in Congo, but it's not really uh, helping. Any. And so far, more than 6 million people have died in the Congo in, uh, in the past decade. And so with the, the situation with mining companies and um, the relationship between them and these UN troops, um, do they have their own militias that actually allow them to override the influence of the UN being there on the ground? Or how is it actually, what is the relationship between, I guess, um, the UN and, the, and these companies, do you think? Um, I think the UN troops are there to protect uh, people and to protect the, the um, foundation principles of human rights. So um, there might not be direct relationship, but if you are in mining company and the UN are there, they are not just there for fun. They are there to make sure uh, business uh, run properly. Uh, people don't just uh, wake up tomorrow. Uh, I mean, today and the whole uh, area or the whole suburb has been massacred, but they are there to protect people. So what the Congolese people don't understand and other people uh, who are, with the Congolese people, how can this keep happening where there's more than 10,000 UN troops in the area, in the region? So people are saying there's there's no point for the UN mission or these troops to be here because people, are, they keep dying every day. Uh, women are, keep, uh, are being raped every single minute. Why should we suffer this? What uh, We don't deserve this. What did we do wrong for us to uh, suffer what we are suffering? Kalyanda, just uh, finally coming back to the Black Lives Matter rally, are you hopeful that there'll be more events like this? I mean, where do you see things going in the future in terms of communities coming together for, for more events like this in the in the future? From the experience that I saw on Saturday, and I think uh, uh, the, this will be coming more. I think this is the beginning. And uh, I really like the spirit. There was a spirit of uh, calm, and uh, the protest was really... Uh, safe, there wasn't any problems like people fighting or abusing uh, one another. It was really a, a, a very safe one. So I'm hoping that this will, will be more and more frequent. 